back to the final episode of our month-long takeover of Out of Office for International Women's Month at Contented. It's been a really busy few weeks for us, as you've probably seen. We've released a content series over on IGTV, where our team members have had candid conversations about taboo topics, and also a blog series on our website covering gender stereotypes, women's health at work, body positivity, imposter syndrome, and much, much more. So go check it out at contented underscore group on Instagram or on our website at contentedgroup.com. And as always, if you're liking the pod, please subscribe, share and give us a review. I'm so excited about this week's podcast because it is a subject very close to my heart. A year ago, I joined the amazing Bloom UK, which is a networking group aimed at women in the advertising industry. To join, you have to sign up to mentor a woman with less than five years experience in the industry as a way of paying it forward to the next generation. It was my first foray into structured mentoring. And despite being a manager for several years, the mentoring experience is like any other. Rather than solve problems, it's a mentor's responsibility to listen, guide and give confidence to your mentee so that they can forge their own path. I have found the whole process so rewarding that I've also reached out to find my own mentor through NABS so I can benefit from the experience myself. And I'll make sure to share Bloom and NABS's details in the show notes so that you can have a read and look for yourself later. I am now really delighted to be joined by my mentee, Molly Ayo, Research and Social Insight Executive at Wavemaker. And my mentor, Jessica Tamsage, MD of McCann London. Welcome both. Hi. So um, let's start with you, Jessica. Could you just tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is you do at McCann? Yes. So I am uh, the Managing Director of McCann London. Um, I've been with the agency for coming up for 18 months now. Um, And that came off the back of uh, a year of maternity leave, actually. And before that, six or so years at Grey London, um, where I had my first baby. And before that, I was I was at MNC Saatchi and did various sort of stints, secondments with clients. Uh, so an Adland upbringing. And yeah, my role at McCann is, is as, as the job description would suggest, the day to day running of the agency, um, which means so many different things. Client leadership, people, staff, ops, finance, innovation, integration with network things. Yeah, every day is different. Wow, exciting. And it sounds like a lot of work as well. And Molly, how about you? Um, So I um, am working at Wavemaker in the audience science team um, as a research and social insight exec. Um, And I joined Wavemaker as an apprentice in 2018. So um, I did my A-levels and then took a bit of a year out working in the supermarket and then um, got an apprenticeship at Wavemaker. So um, I always wanted to work in media. I wasn't sure where. Um, and, uh, th- this apprenticeship was just seemed to be the perfect route in for me. So, um, yeah, I've worked there for two and a half years now. And, um, alongside my role, I completed a data analyst, data analysis qualification, um, which was really great to sort of contrast the, the research side, um, of my, of my day to day. Um, but I've, I've loved it. It's, I think media agency was perfect for me just to get sort of quite a broad view of the media industry as a whole. Um, and I've really enjoyed it as a start to my career. Yeah, fantastic. And the apprenticeship route is one that's becoming more common, uh, I'm understanding. So um, for you, university just just wasn't the right option and you wanted to get straight to work. Yeah, I think, um, uh, yeah, I was always sort of slightly confused at what I wanted to do. I had sort of this set route of wanting to do, I was really keen to do medicine. 
Um, and then I went to college and just didn't really have a great time. I sort of fell out of love of, of science and those sort of things. And then I sort of took a step back and thought, actually, what do I really enjoy? Um, and throughout school, I'd really enjoyed um, the extracurricular side that I was doing with, with media and things like that. And um, I just thought it was really exciting. So I did started looking into apprenticeships because I just felt like because I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, I felt like an apprenticeship was the best way to learn. Um, and it definitely has been. And I'm, I'm so glad I didn't go to uni um, as it was definitely the, the best route for me, for sure. Oh, that's fantastic. So this week we're talking about mentoring and that's why I've obviously got you both on because Jessica, you are my mentor, which I am hugely grateful for. Um, I'm very, very appreciative of your time and, and wisdom. Um, how, how long have you been a mentor and how did you embark on that journey? Um, so this is sort of, uh, honestly, my first properly formalized mentoring role via an organization. I've probably been mentoring um, more informally for about seven or so years, but that's more often than not been either through my own agency or network group. Um, lots of sort of uh, grassroots schemes to, to connect people from across different agencies or just would you have a chat with this person type type conversations where you either meet people through clients or people in other sister agencies when you're working on projects and you go, oh, wouldn't it be nice to have a point of view beyond my day to day or beyond my line management? So more often than not, it started there. And I think as with the best mentoring relationships, it's chemistry. So you kind of work out very quickly if it's going to be a sort of fruitful relationship that you both are going to get something out of, or maybe it doesn't, it doesn't quite fit. So I think that's led to some really long and informal relationships of sort of regular check-ins and life note swapping um, and, and sort of shared objectives and separate objecti objectives. But yeah, pro but this, this, is, this is a different sort of more structured piece that we're embarking on too. Yeah, and it's interesting you mentioned chemistry because um, we actually met through the NAB speed mentoring session. Um, and certainly after that, I definitely felt we had a chemistry and I was so oh, yeah. happy that I got to got to ask you a question uh, on that day. It was such a I think I think it's such a great scheme that that NAB's run. Um, and yeah, it was really interesting, just as you say, just that one that one conversation we have that that really sparked quite a lot in me and then led me to sort of follow up and and see if you'd be willing to mentor me, which was really exciting. Similarly, I think you just know it's it, it's a there's a there's a trend and a noise around this reverse mentoring idea, but I think it's just how any human relationship works, right? It's a mutual value. You're you're kind of both on listening as much you, as much as you are on broadcast. So it's uh you can always tell when a different perspective, lived experience, or actually similarities as well in terms of ambitions and motivations are gonna are gonna lead you to a, a fruitful relationship. And it has to start there because otherwise the time commitment to go we are gonna make sure we check in. However, however many uh, months weeks ahead it's uh yeah it needs to come from from both sides yeah definitely did you have a mentor when you were coming up in the industry so I was thinking about this not in a formal a formal sense I think ugh, I can list probably about 12 people that felt like mentors at various points of my career and you know being fortunate enough to grow up in creative agencies so many of those are were the creative leaders at the, at the helm of those agencies so you learn a ton. I think there's a difference between um, sort of circuitous leadership and uh, and learning and people that take an interest in your career and are, and are prepared to invest. So every now and then you'll stumble across something that feels like a bigger motivation than just the day-to-day -day or what the business needs right now um, and a bit more of an ongoing conversation. And I think when I reflect now, I go, those people that were probably qualifiers uh, 
mentors are the people that when I've been at difficult life decision making moments, not maybe related to that particular role, I'd have thought to pick up the phone to or gone, could I pick your brains? So it's it's something quite intangible, but also it's something that stays with you. Yeah, definitely. So clearly you, you feel it's had a benefit, even if it was more informal. Massively. Yeah, I don't think you can learn from enough different styles. Actually, I think because I was thinking about what what constitutes good mentorship and why we why we seek it. There's something which is out, you know, a more impartial lens on our development. But I think it's just about learning from different people, styles, ambitions, because that's all this industry is: is learning different ways to do things and having more rather than less viewpoints on that is only a good thing. Yeah, definitely. And that leads quite nicely onto my next question. Actually, do you, do you think there are specific benefits to women having a mentor and that doesn't necessarily have to be another woman, but but for women in particular, in terms of their career goals and aspirations. It's, it's a hard one, this, because, I mean, I, I've only ever been a girl, so I've only got my <laughs> own reference. I can say that, yes, it's definitely beneficial. It's tricky because I think the the reality is that there there is data that tells us that there are confidence issues, that there are uh, more challenging issues for women asking for help or asking for a platform for what feels like self-promotion or asking for to to do something that feels like you're taking maybe more than you're giving. Um, and, and I wonder how much of that is innate to women versus men rather than being a sort of uh, issue around the responsibilities that women pick, t- typically pick up. You know, since I've become a mum, you know, you're, you're juggling so much that the, the request for additional help or additional support or mentorship feels like a burden to, to, to an organisation. Mm-hmm. But you free yourself of that mindset and you go, this is all in service of everyone being better let's go do this and uh, and and you can move forward with it but you definitely do see that backwards and coming forward thing about about certain women in the workplace that you don't necessarily as much with men but I think it's the same with everyone those the, the barriers are around confidence and asking for something for yourself and that's not exclusive to to us ladies yeah absolutely no that's very true um so Molly this was your first mentoring experience how did you find it um I think I was slightly apprehensive at the start um for just applying um I wasn't quite sure how mentoring relationships worked um and whether it would necessarily be right for me but I I had no reason to be apprehensive I think I was very lucky to be paired with um with Annika um someone so brilliant um and um I think um I just yeah well I think what was brilliant about the way we started our uh, mentoring relationship was we had a conversation about how it was going to work how we wanted to communicate, what exactly I wanted to get out of it and how I wanted to be given feedback. And I think that was really important to me because I felt like I had a bit of control over um, sort of how the year was going to play out. So um, we we were paired through Bloom and that that relationship is sort of set to last a year and hopefully um, we'll continue that beyond, beyond the year. But um, just having that initial conversation, just to understand... Um, sort of how how we were going to talk to each other and um sort of setting those uh boundaries um to begin with and sort of um making it clear that we we're going to be honest with each other just to really make it work I think that really um reassured me to begin with um but I loved it I I think the whole experience was just brilliant and it was just really nice to have someone especially because I'm so new to the industry and I've had some great mentors um sort of it wasn't a, a set sort of relationship at, at work, but I've had some great mentors. Um, my manager's brilliant at, at work and things like that. But just having someone outside of my company to speak to and to sort of act as a cheerleader throughout my my last year, which has been a rough year to, for everybody. But I think 
for me, it was just so, so beneficial. Um, and yeah, as I said, I think that that initial conversation was just vital to sort of kicking off our relationship to a good start. Um, it was, I just, I remember one of the things we sort of went through this sort of list of, of a checklist just of things to discuss. And um, something we spoke about was how I like to be given feedback. And I said, I, I'd rather you didn't sugarcoat it. I just want you to be honest. Just tell me what you think. Um, if you think I'm being an idiot, tell me. If you think I'm you know, being silly, tell me. And Annika was like, brilliant, because I like being really blunt. And I like telling people how it is. So this is going to work really, really well. Um, so I just think um, having that conversation just meant that everything was sort of dropped. And we just got to get going in the best way possible. So um, I, yeah, I've had a brilliant year. Um, in this mentoring relationship yeah well that that's great to hear and, and thank you so much for saying that but I think what's really interesting for me is because similarly to, to Jessica I've I've mentored people very informally uh, over my career as a manager that sort of kind of happens by osmosis and then there are certain people as you say you meet through organizations or you know that that you, you can see has a certain, has talent or areas that you can see yourself in that you'd like to sort of help develop but this for me was the first structured relationship um that I had and and I yeah, I think it's great to hear that you felt that you had that control because what was really important to me was making sure that you were empowered because this is this was about you. This isn't about me. This is about you, your development, your goals uh, and, and what you want to achieve. So um, I'm glad, glad to hear that. But I also do think that the Bloom training really helped both of us to kind of like nail that and work out exactly what it was that um, how, how to manage that relationship. As a mentee, what do you say your responsibilities are in the partnership? Um. I think the key thing is to be prepared. Um, you only get as much out of a mentoring relationship as you put in, I think, um, as a mentee. So I think I underestimated the importance of preparing things before when I started. Um, sort of, I was quite used to having meetings with people and just sort of turning up and then you discuss things and whatever comes out of it comes out of it sort of thing. But I was very aware that we had one hour a month and I really wanted to make the most of that time. Um, so before each session, um, Annika would often send me an email asking what, what do you want to cover? Is there anything that we can maybe prepare? So we're sort of, we really make the most of that hour. And it sort of made me really think because you, it's all very well and good. You're saying, yeah, we're going to discuss your goals and things like that, but you can't just discuss your goals 12 times in a year. You need to sort of build on them and, you know, what, what have you learned in the last month? Or um, sometimes I came with really specific issues that I wanted to talk about. Um, and then other times I'd say to Annika, actually, I don't have anything specific, but if there's something that you've thought about or something you've seen, I'd, I'd love to chat about that. So um, I think being prepared is the main thing, because um, as, you, as you said, it's, it's about the, men, the mentee. Um, and if they want to sort of make the most and learn the most that they can out of the, the relationship, then they're going to have to put some, some work into it. Um, I think also... You, you can't expect your mentor to give the answers and I that was something I really struggled with to begin with you know I'd come with these these problems or questions and I'd be like right you know give me the give me the knowledge you know your your wealth of experience and just sort of give it to me um and that's that's not the point of a mentoring relationship it's it's sort of getting to that answer on your own and often that would happen really quickly in our sessions I'd, I'd come to Annika with a question and we'd sort of, she'd asked me two more on the top of my question and actually we would have got to the answer already. And I'm like, oh, is that really that simple? I just needed that sort of guidance. Um, and yeah, so I think not expecting your mentor to hand everything to you on a plate because um, that's not what the relationship's about. So again, being open to 
to change and someone sort of questioning the way that you're doing things is is also really important to to ensure that you're you're getting the most out out of the experience I think those are probably the main things I don't know about you Jessica but that is actually something I found really hard because <laughs> I am quite a solutions driven person so it, it was a real change in mindset for me to not sort of say to Molly I think you should do this um <laughs> is that something that you come across as well with with, with your relationships um I mean def- definitely we are in an industry where we are solving problems <laughs> so the very premise of our job is to try and fix um, and when we deal with clients on a day-to-day basis we're, we're looked to as someone that has solutions so of course <laughs> I think as with all relationships though clients internally mentor mentee the the better and the long t- longer term those relationships are the more you realize that it that isn't about a quick fix if it was that that person wouldn't need us in the first place that that client could probably solve it themselves so I think the the idea of just listening really well just as Molly described it and being able to build and ask more questions and reframe things it's why I love the the multi-mentor everyone's a mentor idea because there's not a single relationship we probably have on a, on a day-to-day working basis that we couldn't learn something out of. The challenging relationships, uh, our, our peers that that feel so far from our own perspective and lived experiences, they're all opportunities of learning. And I'm going to go really weird and soft and fluffy and deep if I go too far with this, because that's not mentoring. But the idea that you can learn from any interaction or relationship is, is valuable in framing what you expect to get out of any single relationship. And then you'd come to a mentor or similarly from my perspective when we're having our chats with a different uh, lens of what's possible to go, yeah, I, I love the structured idea of going, let's set objectives, let's work out what you feel is standing in your way. But much as Molly described, that's going to change from month to month. You know, what, what feels like the most burning and pressing issue or, or, or blocker in, in any given week. And it's right that you follow that rather than sticking immovably to going, well, we said that it was about removing this particular ceiling or this particular door or that particular individual, because our motivations don't change, but how we navigate particular situations do constantly. Yeah, absolutely. And that is the thing I find so most valuable um, out, of, out of our relationship. And, and actually also with my relationship with Molly as well, because I think it gives me a different lens on things um, than it does as a, as a manager. Um, so obviously these, these podcasts are all in line with International Women's Day uh, or International Women's Month, which we're doing at Contented. So um we touched on it a little bit earlier, actually, Jessica, but do you think there are barriers for women seeking out a mentor? Is it maybe that confidence issue you were talking about earlier? Just being really clear that these aren't exclusive to women, because I think they are behavioural barriers. You know, the ones we talked about earlier around confidence, asking for more for yourself, setting, striking up a relationship that takes time, that is that, that instinctively and superficially feels like it's more in your own interest than the organisations. I think that's not exclusive to women, but I do think that there is there's precedent in the workplace historically and there's also um typical domestic responsibilities and balances as women move into motherhood or take maternity leaves or t- a time out of time out of the work all of that just slowly and subtly tips the balance to uh, of debt <laughs> in going i should probably just use this time to just show up and add immediate value um and there's an internal justification because i think in more often than not in organizations in our industry now there is a motivation to invest. They, they want to see their people brought up. And there is an over-indexing on making sure women feel they have access to all of those platforms and opportunities. So I, I think there's something definitely for us to keep banging the drum of women making sure they personally feel they have the right and duty to invest in themselves in that way. Um, but from personal experience, it's not, it's not exclusive to women. There are, there are guys that feel ex- exactly the same way through their own heightened sense of accountability 
um, and would do well to go, no, this is for all of us. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think that that makes total sense. And it's interesting for me because I think coming up in the industry, from my perspective, I actually didn't have a lot of female role models. And that was more to do with the time that I was I was coming up. And, you know, it was still quite a male dominated industry. So I think I sort of look back on it and I do wonder that if we'd maybe had a relationship like this 10 years ago, what that could have unlocked for me and the opportunities that could have provided. So that is a, that is a very fair point. And I'm, I'm talking very uh, positively and optimistically about our industry and the working environment today, because I do feel very pos- positively and optimistic about it. And I could be lying to say, because you know that I feel exactly the same way about the industry we both grew up in. And it's unrecognisable to the one we live in now. And I, 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 I find it hard to even reconcile myself with how acutely aware I was as a woman in the workplace, being seen as a woman with certain sort of um, expectations. Before I even got to the idea of getting mentored, it was it was literally just such a, a daily um, uh, sort of badge that you wear and you're 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 aware of. So yes, and we've still got a long way to go, but I think forums like this, platforms like this, uh, women-led mentoring networks. I think uh, are they going to keep us headed in the right direction. So we we can't um, we can't do badly by over-indexing. Molly, I'm just fascinated to know with you joining the industry a bit more recently, how real that feels. Because I think it's very easy for Annika and I to say, so like ten years or so ago, it was very male-dominated, which it literally was, and nowadays it feels like the pendulum swung. When I look at the composition of my agency, we've got more female business leaders than 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 male, and that it's inarguable that that has an impact on energy dynamic because because that because that does set a tone it's not the same for our creative department or our creative departments across the industry they're still super uh, male dominated and male led so the role model piece does d- does get warped so i think there is something in looking at the communities that you live in because de- the idea of departments becomes so much stronger in a way in lockdown it's 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 where people come for for the softer connections rather than the day to day need against what a client's asking you for certainly in advertising so I think that that uh, blend and that gender balance becomes really pronounced when you're in those department spaces. So it's wrong of me to suggest any sort of blanket piece around how it feels for, for people coming into the industry now, because it is so different from, from function to function. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I in research, we're very much female dominated um, and my team is currently all women. Um, and uh, so, sort of coming into the industry with a really amazing head of department who's who's woman, and my manager who is a woman as well. And I think um, in the two and a half years that I've been working there, I've sort of I don't know whether it was slightly sheltered. I don't know if that's the wrong word, but I was just under the impression that all of the sort of um, more senior uh, people who people sort of worked with were women and that they were absolutely brilliant. Um, and I felt really lucky to be in such a supportive team. Um, I think sometimes um, all female teams get a slightly bad reputation, but I haven't felt like that's been reflected in my team at all. Um, the relationships that we have with each other and um, the women sort of leading my team are so inspiring, so strong, um, just brilliant. And I think, um, yeah, perhaps that I just I just haven't seen the the wider sort of picture. Um, I do. I am aware that um, many senior roles in our industry are filled by by men, um, and there's a, there is an imbalance. But in the small team and the small community that I'm working in, and again in the last year, they're the people that I've had the most relationships with. Um, I've seen powerful, strong 
women who are yeah as I said completely inspiring um and uh I think I wish more people had that um just because I felt like coming into the industry that my gender has that's not going to stop me um and being part of Bloom again such strong amazing women um who are sort of yeah just something to sort of idolize and to, to look to in future years as I grow in the industry well I think I'd, I'd like to think that but it's just more reflective of where we are now yeah. um, and, and I'm sure we're going to see more or female teams um because certainly from my perspective the the number of female leaders that I can now look to as role models and also peers you know at the same level as me is vastly different to, to where it was 10-15 years ago and it's a huge step change as you said Jessica. Molly, so obviously we're sort of nearing the end of our year with with Bloom. Do you think there are any specific changes that you've seen in yourself going through this experience? Um, Yes, definitely. Um, I think motivation is a key one. Um, I mean, this, yeah, this year has been nuts for everybody in different, different ways. Um, but I think something for me was, you know, I'm, I was, I've been working from home in my one bed flat with my boyfriend sat behind me for the whole year, um, which has been quite intense. And I think I've found myself with slight lulls in motivation. Um, but having um, this mentoring experience to sort of lean on has just been so beneficial for me. It's um, in those periods where I've sort of slightly lacked motivation, perhaps like direction in where I'm going, I think. Um, it's been really nice to have a mentor just to, um, yeah, so someone who's sort of really looking out for you um, and um, you don't get that in the same way that you do with a manager. I think um, a mentor, this, this, yeah, this mentoring experience has really just sort of helped boosted me in those times when I've sort of lacked a bit of luster and just just sort of, um, yeah, lost motivation. I think also I'm, I'm a lot more open to ideas and working on myself. I think signing up to a mentoring scheme sort of I I thought to myself yeah I'm really you know really keen to work on myself I'm really keen to sort of improve this that and the other within my work life but actually attending the sessions and really taking on things that we've discussed and trying to act on them um I think perhaps at the start I was a bit more sort of I, I wasn't as good at doing that um I think um you can always think yeah I'll do that yeah 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 but you you don't actually go and act on it and I think I since going through this um, last year in, in this mentoring relationship, I really have tried to actively sort of change my behaviours and um, sort of work on myself in, in areas that we've discussed. Um, and um, that's also translated into work. I think um, whenever I sort of have conversations with people in my team and things like that, I really do try and take on things that people say to me more than, more than I ever did before. Um, and also it's encouraged me to network. I think networking is such a it's not a buzzword, but I think people say, yeah, you know, it's really important and, and things like that. But I think I found it really difficult to begin with. Um, I'm, I think I'm all right at talking to people in sort of normal day to day. But actually, when you're being put in an environment where you're talking about work and the industry that you work in, I, I found it quite nerve wracking. Um, yeah, I've, I've taken a lot of things um, from this experience. <laughs> Well, if that isn't a rousing endorsement for for getting yourself a mentor, I'm not quite sure why. That's, that's fantastic, and and you know can can completely you know I've seen the the change in you from when we first met this time last year. You know your confidence certainly, motivation definitely, and your focus as well. I think it's yeah, it's just been great to see and and lovely to watch. So a final question for both of you: for anybody thinking out there that 
this sounds like something that they want to do um, and, they're, and they're really keen to get on it. How would you, what would you advise them to do in order to seek out a mentor? Um, I think schemes like Bloom are brilliant. Um, I think applications have actually closed for this year, but um, beyond the sort of schemes that exist, I would say um, maybe reach out to sort of your slightly wider network, perhaps out of um, the company that you work in, because um, people are keen to help other people. I think this year has really shown that people are happy to lean on one another and pro- to provide support. Um, and um, I think just asking the question um, and just sort of putting yourself out there and say, look, I'm really, really keen to to work on X, Y, Z. Is there any chance that, that you're happy to sort of lend some time to me? And I think the worst I can say is no. Um, I think most people would be quite quite thrilled to be asked. Um, I, I certainly would. Um, but um, yeah, I think it's just asking the question. I'm, I haven't yet sort of had the chance to sort of go out beyond um the sort of bloom scheme just because I, i'm i'm quite quite pleased with my mentor at the moment i don't feel like i need anything broader um but um yeah i guess sort of putting yourself out there and as i said the yeah the worst someone can say is i can provide you a little bit of support but not sort of full-time mentoring scheme sort of thing i think that's great i think it's so lovely to hear that these um Schemes which could feel overwhelming, other difficult to access if someone's not shoving you straight into it do feel more accessible than ever. I agree with everything you've said, Molly, about this past year being so weird, but also meaning that we're just spending so much time with ourselves and our brains that we can't help but think about how do we work on that in all senses. So you sort of touched on that convergence of mentoring and longer term human development with just every day. Like you listen differently, which is sort of the point around all of these different relationships are mentors to, to, to varying degrees. And it's just about what you do with it, how you show up, how you prepare, how you think. Um, so I couldn't agree more about this past year. It's been the same for me in terms of how I've looked at all of my relationships with stakeholders, line managers, um, as opportunities to learn um, beyond, beyond the immediate business need day to day. There's a very human imperative in all of that. I I honestly think it's the responsibility of an organization to set a culture around mentoring. So I think it's, you know, where it used to be, you've got very clear line management and accountability and HR departments. If you've got a sort of soft well-being thing, I think everyone's cottoning onto the fact that we're not going to keep talent (laughs) and keep developing and motivating that talent unless we show that there's a longer investment in their full human. Um, So, so we're about to launch something at McCann World Group, which is sort of cross network and, sort of invested in future leadership talent but talent at all levels to go someone outside of your day-to-day business function and business unit uh, that offers you a different purview on the industry different lived experience all all of those things so I think it it has to come from the organizations too to recognize that's in their interests and then I think everything that Molly said you know about putting a hand up and just sort of going for it I think precisely because of that past year that you've just described people are so much more open to it I find myself um I, I built much more of a uh, peer group, female networky network through just reaching out to people and people reaching out to me, but starting with a, uh, I'm, I'm actually just wanting to build out my peer to peer network this year. I want to meet more female leaders. I want to meet people, you know, like-minded in similar roles. And it takes away that immediate sense of what do you want? What are you after? Is one of us trying to sell to each other to go, no, there's just probably a shared learning and experience and love thing in here maybe somewhere. Um, and then exactly as Molly described, people are so up for it and open to it. It's flattering. You're going to get something out of it. But but you don't know until you put yourself out there. 
Fantastic. Well, thank you both. Really, really, really appreciate it. Um, there's some brilliant advice in there for people, well, both people looking for a mentor and also organisations who, who should definitely support their teams in, 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 in either running mentorship schemes or sorting out ways that their, their talent can access mentors. So I really appreciate your time and uh, look forward to speaking to you again soon. And that is a wrap on our International Women's Month Takeover at Contented. I can't believe it's over already. We've talked about everything from gender stereotypes to imposter syndrome and the importance of mentoring. We've heard from some amazing guests from right across the industry and within our own walls at Contented. And I really hope you have enjoyed coming on this journey with us. We love feedback at Contented. So if you've got time to give us a review or head over to our Instagram at contented underscore group, let us know what you think. We'd love to hear it. I'd also like to take this chance to say a massive thank you to Connor D for all his editing support over the past few weeks. He is a true ally and we are lucky to have him. It's been a pleasure talking to you all this month. Take care, everyone, and look after each other.